Top Chat About Night Fever. Colette, thank you very, very much for your time now. We are at Frankie Margrew's ordination, which happens there, and there's now a party. And Frankie sat me and Colette next to each other, and we worked out we <laughs> been each other because Colette helped organise a collection of witnesses in Thanksgiving for Pope Benedict when he gave in his resignation and I got in touch with her about that. Anyway, we got we got talking and she's just done a lovely response about Pope Benedict and then night fever came up in conversation and I've heard so many good things about it and it, it's a wonderful movement that Colette has very generously agreed to talk a little bit about it now. Okay, so night fever basically started in 2005 with World Youth Day in Cologne. Um, it was a response to the Holy Father's visit and it has since spread across cities across all of Europe and it came to England last year, firstly London, um, we brought it to Birmingham and it was actually Frankie Mulgrew, uh, Father Frankie, he encouraged me to go and talk to my parish priest and to get night fever running in Birmingham. It's a very simple concept, so on a Saturday evening we go into a busy church, maybe by a high street where there's a lot of nightclubs and pubs, we expose the Blessed Sacrament, a priest will expose the Blessed Sacrament for us, the church is lit by candles, there's gentle music in the background, there'll be priests available for confession, and then we send the young people out onto the streets with a candle simply to ask people to come into the church and light a candle, and then we let Jesus present in the Blessed Sacrament do the rest of the work. Gosh, that's a very courageous thing to be doing. Do you go out on your own, or are you in pairs for this? We go out in pairs, so it's quite apostolic, so we send people out in pairs across the town, and while all of this is happening, we have people in the church who are praying, supporting us with their prayers. And as we approach people, depending on your different um, ways of approaching people, normally one person would do the talking in the pair, and the other person would do the praying, asking that the Lord would open that stranger's heart up to this encounter with Christ tonight. What has most surprised you about doing it? For me, it would have to be stereotypical images that you have of people um, we went out onto the streets in Stourbridge and even my parish priest would admit where our parish is, is you know the only thing on people's mind would be their next drink and that would often be my perception as well and you see people young um, young lads uh, young women dressed up to go out those kind of um, young teenagers who you wouldn't look at on the back of a bus to go up to and approach them and to invite them into church and what's really took my breath away is that once there might be have objections coming into church, or you might have objections in asking them, because you have your own preconceived ideas about what a person looking like that would say or would act, or you know they wouldn't want to go into church. As they cross the door into the church, and as they approach the front of the church to light their candle and draw closer to the Blessed Sacrament, all of their objections and their barriers fall down, and we see the beautiful child of God that they really are and they open their hearts to us and they share some of the deepest things, the worries, the troubles in their hearts and there's a real thirsting and longing you can see in their heart for Christ and in that moment we're so privileged and blessed to be able to speak God's truth and God's mercy and God's love into those difficulties and those worries and concerns um, and that's just been a real grace because those are people that you would encounter in your everyday life that you would stay away from you would maybe not talk to and they have that great thirst for Christ in their life and that's that's really surprised 
me. It's changed my perceptions on evangelisation. I did go to a night fever, but I didn't help as a volunteer. So when, when they've been invited in, they come in. Do you explain that, that the blessed sacrament is there? How, how much or little is said? And how do you know that this is the thoughts when they go up to the front? Do they talk with you? or? Okay, um, so what would happen? They would come into the church, and we've invited them to come in to light a candle. And it could be for a loved one or for something they're worried about. Um, that's their choice. We'd explain that to them. We don't tend to explain what the Blessed Sacrament is. Because for a lot of young people, what we find is they haven't even set foot in a church. Um, those who might be lapsed Catholics, they would know and they might ask questions. But really, maybe that's from our perception as missionaries going out into the town. The real power of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament we feel without them knowing that it's the Lord sitting on the altar, staring, like staring, like staring, but gazing upon them with an indescribable love and pouring out his love and mercy within the monstrance. We feel um, that opens and softens their heart and does something that we can't. And that is when as they approach the altar to light their candles, they might have questions, what do I do? I've never been in a church before. And we're able to explain and we ask them, you light it, is there something you're worried about? And that's when people open their hearts and will share with us their auntie who's ill, their mum who's got maybe mental health problems, um, their problems they're having with their boyfriend or the parent that they've lost, that they're grieving for. And people open their hearts then to us. It's a wonderful, wonderful sign of the great life that is at the heart of the church which is Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament and how many initiatives especially with young people that have come through the World Youth Days I, I know that Youth 2000 I think it was Denver in 93 that Youth 2000 were first asked to help with adoration and they've been present at a World Youth Day ever since but I think it's almost like the older generation didn't have so much adoration or something and they haven't it's the young people who have seen how Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament transforms so much and moves hearts and that placing all our trust in him that, that it's him that does the evangelization and that it's young people that just needs to invite other young people to come and meet Jesus that's, that's the real way ahead in areas which can seem so dark and, and so impossible to, to sort of be in almost yeah definitely I would agree with that I feel that um you know, being a Catholic, your relationship with Jesus Christ is of the utmost importance and it changes everything about who you are as a person and it's it's his work. I think it was Saint Jose Maria Scriva said that Christ waits for you in the tabernacle, the same Christ has been waiting there for like twenty centuries, twenty one now. Um but that that same Jesus that healed people on the streets of Galilee and uh, Jerusalem and he brought people back to life and he, he didn't pronounce a word of judgment over the sinners that came to him he spoke love and mercy that same Christ that restored people to their dignity as children of God resides for us day in day out in the blessed sacrament and ultimately when we go out to evangelize people when we invite them into church we're not inviting them in to encounter me, Colette, or you, Ruth, or whoever. We're inviting people to encounter that Christ who's completely changed our lives. And all we have to do is have an open heart and to, to have the courage to bring people into the church and to let Jesus do his work because he wants to touch the hearts, the many broken, damaged, hurting hearts in our world today. 
and particularly among young people, um, they come with so much on their heart into church. Jesus wants to touch that and he can restore and make all things new. So that is what we offer people. Well, thank you so much, Colette, for what you are giving and, and this witness with Night Fever. So it's in Birmingham and it's in London, and I know it's, it began in Germany. Is it? What other? If you're wanting to get involved, the countries it's currently in are. Oh, there's too many to list. In England, we'll start with England. It's in London, Glasgow. There's one started up in Sheffield and Birmingham. So all the information's on the Night Fever website. Which is. Uh, uh, off the top of my head, Google Night Fever and the Eucharist, and you'll probably find it. And it's also in countries such as Germany. France, Austria, they've recently had night fever in Rome, Sydney, Australia, Thailand, Canada and it's making its way into the States and Brazil as well. So it's a bit of a bit of a takeover but Jesus said, you know, take the gospel to the ends of the earth and night fever, it's really embodying that I would say. So check the website for more information. Thank you. Take us to us for the most tip-top, top chat.